Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Diz Insiders. I'm Emily, and this week we'll be talking about all things Disney, from the movies to the parks and cruise lines and rides. We'll talk about how to save money and our favorite topic, which is how to eat like a king at Disney. As always, we're sponsored by Withdrawals Travel. If you simply want to show up and have a great time at the best price with the least amount of hassle, we recommend you use Withdrawals Travel. That's Wish with an S, Withdrawals. It's a funny name, but they plan amazing trips and great memories. You can find them on the web at wishdrawals.com or reach them by email at info at wishdrawals.com. Today on the show, we have David, Sophie, Monica, and Kendra, and our topic is 10 attractions that are not rides that are worth your time at Walt Disney World. We've picked a few things from each park, and I will let David introduce the 10th pick. Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm here to talk about the Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom. And uh, one of the things I really like about this attraction is that it really reminds me a lot of Fantasmic. I like this stadium seating that they have. It's kind of built into the side of a hill, and the river uh, that flows around uh, is really nice. It's very relaxing. Uh, it happens at night, and all the lights and displays and fire that come along with this show is just something that I really look forward to. It's a great way to end the evening, a great way to sit and relax, maybe enjoy some food or a drink, and you watch a very entertaining show. about you but I love food 
Our family loves food. We're a food lover. And that was probably one of the most enjoyable times because the Food and Wine Festival is during the fall, so it's not too hot, it's not cold, but it's like perfect outside just to go eat some delicious food and for adults have a nice drink to share with a loved one or a family member. And what was great about the Food and Wine Festival, and this is true of most of these festivals, a lot of the food items on the kiosk menus were something you could purchase with a Disney snack credit if you're on the dining plan. Yeah, that's really nice. And I would also like to say, since there are different worlds, in, like, sorry, not worlds, different countries in Epcot, you get to try the different foods from different countries. And part of the fun of the Ratatouille that uh, Kendra was talking about earlier was that you get to go to those different countries and, well, one, you learn about them, but you're also doing a scavenger hunt. It's something that one of your kids would enjoy and even a parent. Um, so adding on to what Sophie said, I also love the Food and Wine Festival. That was my favorite one because the cool thing is you get to go to all these different countries and try all the different foods that they make and like see kind of what they eat there. And the fun thing was if kids don't really care about what people eat around the world or about all the different countries, something else that is really fun is you get this little um, map where you can put stickers on your map and you can like find all the ratatouilles, which is something really fun that kids probably would ha- love that would entertain them. And the thing is you get a prize after the end. So we call it like our ratatouille scavenger hunt. And that's something really cool. And adding on to what um, my mom said was that you also um, can use snack credits as your food. So when my mom went with her with our um, friends and her friend, we all like shared snack credits and shared foods if you're too like afraid to try it. And I know all of them that I tried were so delicious and so well made. So, Dave, which festival is your favorite? My favorite is the food and wine. Uh, just mostly because I'm interested in food and wine. <laughs> Understandable. Um, so. That would be my favorite. I also like the fact that you can get portions of food for five dollars. Uh, doesn't seem overly expensive, or I'm kind of a budget-conscious guy, and so that appeals to me. I don't feel like I'm getting uh, ripped off at all, and I feel like I'm getting pretty good value for my money and able to try a variety of different foods without it costing me uh, an arm and a leg. Those are all good. The Festival of the Arts is the newest Epcot festival. It happens January and February. And then the Flower and Garden Festival is kind of a March to May event. And one of our favorite things to do at the Flower and Garden Festival is take pictures. Oh, seagulls or pelicans, whatever. And then it's like when you go in, it's beautiful. And there's actual live animals in there. Yeah, that, like I'm a coral reef. 
Yeah, it's also an aquarium. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, there's this one part where our um, never eight attraction is where like you um, like talk with Crush, where you can like he will there will be Crush coming out, and he will like kind of like cartoony talk to you, and you get to say things to Crush if you get the microphone from them. And there's all these really cool things that they teach you about. And Nemo comes out at one point. And it's just a really fun, entertaining thing for things for little kids who love Nemo and are interested in like or animals or fantasy. Uh, what I really like about this is I love how they sing the song and how they all come out. And they're so happy they found Nemo. One of the parts that is really fun for me is when you're going on the ride and you see the jellyfish. That's really cool. And it doesn't scare me because I think jellyfish are pretty cool. And I love the song they sing at the end. And I love, like Monica said, how you can see Crush and um, he'll talk to you. It's pretty cool to talk with a cartoon. Yeah, and it gets, um, it gets really fun because you may be able to get you may be able to talk in the microphone, and it's really fun. I remember I got to talk to Crush, and um, that was really fun. And I liked how Nemo came out, like Monica said, and that was really fun. And I liked meeting cartoons. Yeah. I do think Turtle Talk with Crush at Epcot is something for the younger ages, like probably from the range from seven and below because th that's when their imagination, the kid's imagination is really, really out there. <laughs> and I, it's, it's literally like he's there. Of course, people who are older and understand more know that there's probably a guy somewhere you can't see talking <laughs> for Crush. And recently, they actually added um, some of the Finding Dory characters to the interaction. Finding Dory is one of the newer Nemo movies with Nemo. Um, what is it? Melvin? Yeah, there was a lot of new characters in that movie. And Dory. Um, and then you have the whale, the beluga whale. And then... The, I, don't, I don't know the other one, but... It's really good for the younger ages. So now we'll talk for our number seven attraction that is non-ride. Um, it is Enchanted Tales with Belle. Enchanted Tales with Belle is a five to 10 minute thing generally. And you get to be a character from the movie Belle. It's basically an act out of Belle's story in five to ten minutes. So during this time, you will get to see Belle, and it's almost like a meet and greet, but that's all at the very end. You run into the wardrobe when you're about to go into the library where you all um, surprise, Belle. surprise Belle, yeah, and do the act. And basically, there are benches in there, and you'll get to sit. And it's just like really fun for, again, kids, kids seven and under. 
So, um, I think something really fun about the Enchanted Tales with Belle is that you're surprising Belle. And the thing is, most kids love to surprise people. And they also, little girls, like when I was younger, I was in love with Belle. And then it's where you get to interact and where you, like, um, get, they'll call on you if you, like, they'll ask for a part. And one time they asked for someone to act like really really cold and my friend paisley um got to be um the father behind the bars because she was acting really cold and then she got to interact and do things that were really fun you also it's like kind of like a play but they'll like tell you what to do and say as you go along and it's really fun and entertaining because it's always so fun to meet Belle, and you're doing it all with the with Belle. We did it right after our Bippity Boppity Boutique reservation because it's really nearby and the kids were all dressed up. It was very fun. Our number six attraction is Beauty and the Beast live on stage at Hollywood Studios. It's the one where it's, it's pretty much a Broadway version play of the Beauty and the Beast movie. Oh, so it's you can watch you can see the movie and it's really cool because it's so cool and you get to like see characters you get to see Belle. that's that's really cool and, and all the songs are fantastic we really enjoy just watching the whole show it's very dramatic they have a smoke machine and everything Well, what I like about Beauty and the Beast live on stage is uh, the show's good. It's very entertaining. Um, they do a great job with the uh, singing and the dancing, and the costumes are really nice. But usually when we go, it seems like it's right in the middle of the day, and it's a great break. Uh, you get to be in the shade uh, around some fans, so you get to see a good show and get a little uh, cool down from the weather in the middle of a hot day. Yep, it's a very cool show at Hollywood Studios. We recommend you check out Beauty and the Beast live on stage. That's our number six pick. Our number five pick is the Frozen Sing-Along at Hollywood Studios. This is a really cute show. It's indoors in the air conditioning. I love this because I love Frozen. I could watch it so many times, and I like how they do that snowing effects that's that's amazing to me and um i really like how they have people olaf and anna and elsa and how they go through their childhood and i really like um i really like how um you can sing along to the songs it's that's really fun to me and and I love how they do the background things. Like they'll put out backgrounds, and when they have the songs, they'll do the songs for the things. That's really cool. To me. My favorite thing about the Frozen Singalong at Hollywood Studios is that it's a live play, almost. Well, actually, it is a live play, and it covers the basic things. <laughs> of the Frozen story. Um, it's told by narrators. They're very funny. They tell a lot of dad jokes. No, no, no. 
And um, they have all kinds of really great little lines and moments there with the different Frozen characters. Yes, that was a really fun one. Um, our next one is the Festival of Fantasy Parade in Magic Kingdom. This is one of my favorite parades ever. I love how they all just, sorry, I love parades. That's one thing about me. I love Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. I love all the original Disney characters. And they're all, as we know, a big part of the Disney experience. Absolutely. They even have some of the um, not as popular but really great Disney characters. Like I know Merida has a float. Um, Rapunzel, she's got a float. And of course, Maleficent the dragon who breathes fire during the parade. Um, I also love because um, all the characters come out and they always dress up. That's really cool. And I love how um, my favorite out of the the um, the ones that were made before all the other ones. I love I love Donald Duck. Yeah, Donald Duck is Disney. so funny. Yeah, and I love um, Mickey and Minnie Mouse. We even got this thing from my grandpa and grandma. It's a uh, yeah, it's Steamboat Willie, and it's in black and white, and it sings the song in all the movies, the whistling, and that's really cool to me. Well, I'm going to introduce number three on the list, and that's the World Showcase at Epcot, and I would probably put this uh, right up with probably one of my favorite things to do because it's just really neat to learn about different cultures, uh, to see people um, from different areas, get a chance to talk to them, uh, ask them about where they're from, and uh, what's life like uh, in different parts of the world. The other thing that's really cool about it is the way that they have things to scale. So buildings look really big and impressive, but then you kind of learn that it has to do with the way that they construct them. It's neat to see all the different colors and textures that are really a part of other cultures. And it's really one of my favorite things to do. It's usually kind of a two-day process for me because I like to take my time and go around and, and see a lot of the different countries. It's a really uh, it's a fun experience, and um, it's one of those things that... Um, it's good for your kids, particularly as they get older, to be able to experience it as well. It's also really cool because this thing is, um, I'm very, really interested in things that are happening around the world and things I don't know about. So the, I get with my dad how it's a two-day process because as I'm going through, I want to learn all the information they can give me. So I'd love to know about like why this is here, how this happened or like what this is or why it was made or how it was made. I want to know all that good information that I can get. One of the really interesting facts about the World Showcase, there are 20 spots for countries, but only 11 countries have been developed. And over time, some of those other secondary spots have been used. For example, when they expanded the Norway Pavilion, they added a second area for the um, frozen meet and greets and the ride expansion and all of that which is really cool also the pavilions are sponsored by their countries 
and Disney hires people from those countries to work in those pavilions. So when you go to Japan, you can actually meet someone who is from Japan, who speaks Japanese, and each one of the countries has a table service restaurant where you can sit down and eat a really great meal. So on uh, number two is the Festival of the Lion King show. I think that's really cool because I love the Lion King when um, we hear a lot of people say the Lion, uh, confess the Lion King is the best show and I've watched the Lion King and I think it's really good. I think it's cool how um, I like the part where he he leaves it, uh, he leaves, but then um, the girl lion come, goes in the jungle. Nova comes to uh, try to get him back. Yeah, the show is really great. It's indoors, every seat's a good seat. If you happen to get a front row seat, like if you have a fast pass or something like that, uh, you might even get picked to tell a joke or be a part of the show somehow. Yeah, that's really cool. So, something really cool about the line um, show is because I um, was in my one of my reading classes at school, and I made a book about Taylor Swift, a really famous singer, and her favorite show was The Lion King. And I know a lot of like, not know, but I've heard that a lot of famous people have like their favorite show as the lion king it's a for two like old people who are dating or something like that it's a beautiful romantic story to like watch and i mean almost everyone i know has fallen in love with that movie and i can't yeah even my (laughs) i worked last summer with jack whitehall the comedian he has a whole stand-up comedy routine he does about the lion king and this show is great. I mean, the the whole setup is great. The music is fun. It's a great indoor air conditioned experience. So if you're at Animal Kingdom looking for a quick place to cool off, sit down for a while, it is perfect. I recommend you do it, you know, right before or maybe even after the Kilimanjaro Safari. So, and our number one pick, your must-do attraction in is, all of Walt Disney World is... is Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios. I think this is really good because I love Fantasmic. It's just so magical to me. Um, I love when we do it. Last time we didn't get to do it because it got stormed out. We were really sad. But we love it and we think it's amazing. It's an incredible nighttime show to end your day at Hollywood Studios. One of the things I love about Fantasmic is that it is so, I mean, 100% intriguing. It, it's such a, one of the best entertainments probably at um, Hollywood Studios or maybe Disney in general. But in my opinion, that is my favorite show of all the shows and parades. But it's just so breathtaking. The dragon breathing fire onto the river and it catching on fire. It's just amazing. It's its definitely worth taking time out of your trip to watch that show. Yeah, I will uh, say that Fantasmic is the 
highlight for the non uh, ride things to do at Epcot. It is a uh, it's just a great time, uh, great family time, and a great show. We look forward to doing that every time we go. Well, that is our top ten non-ride attractions that are worth your time during your Walt Disney World trip. We want to thank you for listening. And uh, if you have some other ideas for attractions at Disney that are not rides that you want to share with us, feel free to post on our Facebook page. We are um, Diz Insiders on Facebook. And uh, don't forget to contact info at wishdraws.com when you're ready to go to Disney World. Hope to see you again. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.